0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise.
1: Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I am Rich Levine. Uh, Michael Pina is off today, resting up after refing the fourth quarter of last night's Celtics-Lakers <laughs> game. But uh, we are here to discuss all that transpired Sunday afternoon, uh, Celtics' tough loss, potential bench woes. Jason Tatum is an absolute problem. But first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That is at Winning Plays Pod. Shout out to CLNS Media. Shout out to BetOnline.ag and uh, Brian Rob. I mean, I guess any loss to the Lakers, you're not going to be feeling great. Uh, certainly, a loss where it feels like, hey, we're not going to blame the refs. I, I mean, it's 15 seconds. Well, in let's the start the refs. I'm, let's start with the refs. For let's second. just get it out let's of the let's way. Get out of the it, way. Let's this isn't our headline. Way. This isn't our headline. Let's just cool. get it out so we can we can purify our soul. And talk about actual basketball, but uh, it was a bit frustrating.
0: It was a rough night for the Stripes, um, starting with that. The uh, I, I mean, have you seen an overturned goaltending? Like, I mean, I, I know it was again relevant to the the final score of the game, but when they overturned the the blatant goaltend in the first half. And what uh, did they say? Like, they said that because they didn't have any chance of going in. I was get, the- but like, but what, how can you like say that though? Like after you make the call. You, like, you pretty much – like, there should be no – like, it seems like they just listened to LeBron there and were like, oh, you know, it looked like it could have been, but – like it's just such a judgment call to change after the fact.
1: What they might need is you know how in the NFL when the ref when they, when they overturn it. I mean, maybe Ed Hockey was the was the was the guy who did this more than anyone. But the ref actually gets up there and explains what happened. He explains yeah. why it's being overturned, right. as opposed to just Mark Davis waving his hands a bunch. Like maybe he needs to get on the mic and tell everybody what actually happened. So there's a little bit of closure. But yeah,
0: no, it was it, it was a it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> and then the I mean the Cel- like they blew another one. The Celtics. You know, I think should have been called for goaltending and weren't later in the game. And then, but then the last things like Jalen Brown being called, yeah, the out of bounds one that was wild. (laughs) Like that was just like, oh, you fell into me. Like you must have been out of bounds. Like no, like that's that's really bad. And then, I mean, the worst of all, I think, is the the technical that was given to Brad Stevens with 15 seconds left in a one point game. Like barring a coach charging at you at like full steam ahead, if you're a ref there, like. Like what do you do? like? You literally that would have decided the game if AD made the, made those free throws, which is just terrible. I feel like for right any situation. And usually
1: in those situations, you imagine like there's a magic word that has to be said. But like, does Brad even have those magic? Does words? Does he know what bag? those magic words are? Yeah, I don't think "dang" <laughs> and "and frick" are uh, are, are teable offenses. But but yeah, I mean, Jeff Van Gundy made a uh, an interesting point that maybe Brad is penalized a little bit for being uh, relatively cl- calm in plight for the majority of his time on the bench so that when he does blow up and a Brad blow up is probably maybe what Doc Rivers is doing for like 60% of That's some true. of the games you know what I mean so it's such a uh, a jarring uh you know reaction for Brad Stevens that you can't help but team up but it's just and, and again it, this is this is his what seventh year in the league already he's got a yep. little bit of respect you're, you're allowed and especially when it's a call when the refs know that they're not having a great night right they they know that 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 maybe the Celtics are getting the short end of the stick. Uh, you just suck it up, um, and of course you know Davis missed the foul shot. A ball don't lie, which is uh, which was nice, but it, it just left a leaves a sour a sour taste in your mouth. And because you would you, you would like to just chalk it up to basketball. And in many ways, it was the Celtics still could have won that game. Uh, but it's tough when you're when you're in put in that position by
0: the refs. And the ref that gave it to Stevens wasn't the one he was talking to it was like that guy was running away from the play. And then there was the one coming up behind him that like made the whistle. And I think you could see Steven's mouth after the fact, like you couldn't even hear me. Like what, what do you Right. What, why you like that's Which I believe in terms of how loud that arena must've been at the time. But between oh. that and then like the five minute review on the out of bounds, like call Gross. that it's just, it totally, it was such a great game to that point. And it, there are just far too many whistles in the last minute, um, you know, on both sides, like just in terms of like kind of disrupting the flow of that game.
1: When do they release the two-minute report?
0: It'll be this afternoon. It'll the be Saturday. like before p.m. Monday. Um, so yeah, that should be that should be a fun one to look back at.
1: Have they ever said like a guy made a mistake in giving a tactical file in the two-minute report? That I isn't in I wonder. Jurisdiction.
0: Yeah, I know. Obviously, they rescind them, but I don't know if they they outright declared it in something like that. So that'll be an interesting one to see. I imagine a lot of the stuff there is gonna come out against the seas in terms of stuff that went against them in the final two minutes of the game but the whole game was i think just a very sloppily like too many whistles like uh, both teams lived at the free throw line for long stretches it was it it made it tough
1: i've never been a mark davis fan i know all of a sudden he's like one of like the most maybe respected or at least most tenured refs in the league and gets all the 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 best jobs and assignments but He's and and they were talking last night. I think it was maybe uh, maybe Mark Jackson was talking about how much he respects Mark Davis's confidence as a ref. But I like, find it sure. almost to be dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to always assume that he's right. But um, yeah. Anyways, let's let's talk about All right, some actual basketball. Yeah, well,
0: that's our our ref. Uh, get that out of the way. <laughs> Disclaimer.
1: So I guess I, I guess if you're if you're talking about reasons the Celtics lost, you you talk about the bench. Right. I mean, but it's like at the same time, okay, Kemba's not playing. So you would have Marcus Smart on the bench. Uh, and Brad Wanamaker's not playing those very, very rough 18
0: minutes. I'm sorry, your boy, Oof. Brad. Uh, I mean, he, that was. He can't he handle out of ball pressure, but like we know. I think that's his, I think this is his biggest weakness. Like when there's a point guard that can get up into him, like it's a problem. And Rondo clearly knew this. And he got up into it, him. He got up into him. And it wasn't just that. It was like he just couldn't, like. He couldn't catch passes. Period. Like it was just, it. I mean, it, he looked like what he was. He he should be. He came in the league as a third string point guard, and now he was being thrown against one of the best teams in the league in a playoff atmosphere. And again, this is uh, an important test, and he he failed this one pretty pretty
1: miserably. But on on the bright side, I thought Romeo and and Grant, the two rookies. I mean, those two foul shots that Grant hit in the fourth quarter. That was that was really yeah. impressive. Um, and just Romeo, I mean, obviously he didn't, he, he didn't set the world on fire, but for where he was like a month ago, if if someone had told you that he was going to be playing 15 minutes, uh, you know, capable minutes uh, against the Lakers, like guarding LeBron in some situations, being guarded by LeBron, I thought that that was, you know, if we're just, if we're you know, we, we're going to talk about now because I think one of the things that the last few games have showed us is that the Celtics really might be a, a, a contender this year. But for Romeo, just looking forward, I think
0: uh, that was really inspiring. Sure. I think, yeah, you know, like it's super encouraging for the long term that he, you know, uh, a month or two, it was, I put it in my column on Boss Sports Journal as a, as a good news, bad news proposition with the bench last night. The good news is, you know, Romeo Langford was your best player um, in that <laughs> game off the bench. The bad news is, Romeo Langford was your best player off the bench in that game. Exactly. Uh, at, with five points in 15 minutes. So, yeah, the defense with him is huge. Um, he held his own against LeBron in a couple spots. Uh, it just seems to be, you know, very ahead of the curve as a team defender uh, given his age. And um, yeah, the question now is, you know, teams are going to make him and Grant Williams and whoever else is playing those ten minutes off the bench have to beat them in these series coming up. And whether or not those guys, I'm not saying they can't do it, but it's still. You know, neither of them are quite comfortable yet, and with Wanamaker looking like he is, and Canter just, I mean, we can get to him in a second, just disappearing from the pitcher entirely here. It it does look dire, not just for the postseason, but, like, just any regular season game where someone's going to get the night off, and these guys are going to have to play meaningful minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, talk about Ennis, like a, a team that, that rolls out Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. I mean, you think this is a night that you right. probably need him. That's his night but not the case minus 6 in 5 minutes and, and and much like much like that clippers game just just looked i don't know if the game was too fast for him and he does look a little bit
0: a, 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 how what's his health situation is he is yeah he, so he had that hip thing which i still think is still bothering him like, it he, lo- it looks like. he can it yeah, move. like right so i don't know if they're just waiting till rob williams comes back to shut him down for a bit but like at this point with him i'd almost be like take whatever you need off right now because this version of you is not helping the team at all
1: yeah, I mean five minutes. That's that's basically taking the night off. But yeah, I mean, well, you and it's and it's tough because looking ahead, you have you know Gobert, you have Whiteside, you got some some big guys coming up. Best, or,
0: best defensive player in the league, Hassan Whiteside. Oh, I, you thought, last night? Can, I thought you were talking about I thought you talking about Cantor. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see that Hassan Whiteside said that last night? uh that he is the big win over the Pistons he thinks he's the the best defensive player in the league
1: hey all the power to him because I thought you were playing Rudy Gobert I thought that's who you were talking about but <laughs> I guess now that Whiteside says it, I think he probably is the best uh defender in the league um <laughs> yeah so so we've, well, we're almost getting getting through all the bad of last night I mean we can finish with some of the good I thought that uh you know nine assists eight rebounds that's nice to see from Gordon Hayward that he can get it done in different ways when the when the shot isn't falling, but you know I don't think he was. An, oh, you talk about the miss the miss layups, which is becoming a uh, a, a scary um, like a. It's like what Gordon does. He's been missing a lot of layups this year, but I thought some of the passes he he because Brad Brad Watermaker was clearly overwhelmed by the moment, mm-hmm. but it, it seemed like Gordon's composure was a little bit um, rattled last night i mean there were, there were a couple of passes that he almost straight threw into the stands and that and jalen brown had to make a, a few fantastic catches but um that was another game where we didn't see the best of gordon yeah Z- zero foul know,
0: shots as well yeah zero foul it? shots that's a big one i didn't notice that till now um yeah the fourth quarter all three of his turnovers came in the fourth quarter and like you said they came on just like you know wild passes where which he isn't known for like he usually is kind of under control but whether it was you know, the, the Celtics just were kind of thrown off just enough by the double teaming and the, you know, LeBron and ABD being free safeties and, you know, the, the Lakers are big and they get, they move around the court well, and they make, they make, you know, kind of, you feel them and Hayward did not respond well to that. And I thought too, Rich, like as far as like a pivotal point in the game, you know, he missed that label 50 seconds left, which. On one hand, I kind of like that he put he got the ball, pushed it in transition, tried to make a play. On the other hand, Celtics were up by two. Then, if they just work that clock, you can get the clock down to like thirty seconds, so sure. before getting shot up. And then you like worst case scenario, you it's a tie game when you have one chance to win it to end the game. So it's you know from a you hate to get on a guy too much or something like that, but it's it's one of those things like if you're gonna get a shot up there, you better make sure it's going in and. You know, and obviously, it didn't happen for him. He right, was, but it's like you—you you, you give you or
1: me that shot. You know what I yes mean? Yes and no. Like, I mean,
0: he—it yeah. was. I mean, I don't I mean he went at Kuzma at the rim and then kind of put in an awkward. I mean, yeah. He yes, he he makes that shot most of the time, but n- not, maybe not on this night. Yeah, he was three of twelve on uncontested shots on the night. which Is, is that right? That that's the that's the number in the on the second spectrum.
1: So that was means very, that he was two right. of three in contested shot, shots. Maybe that's the problem. He needs, right. a, <laughs> needs a defender in his face. Um, and then I guess the the only, I mean, Marcus Smart, not his uh, best game. I mean, he, he made he made a few big shots along the way. Um, obviously bringing that, he always has the intensity. He's always making an impact, but it wasn't the, the best version of Marcus.
0: No. Can we talk about, him getting up two shots immediately after being down on the floor. like Well, the first one was. He, he went
1: from <laughs> almost having to crawl up the floor to taking. a was a contested three pointer, wasn't it? Contested
0: three. Like immediately after cutting the ball. And then the same thing happened in the second half, which it wasn't. He wasn't down for as long, but he, like, he was clearly, you know, took a knee or whatever and was, was hobbling. But then he, you know, got back into the play and they swung the bottle and he's like, all right, this is going up then. <laughs> it's just it's kind I, of funny i'm
1: still worried about about his ability to be around he he gets hurt at least two or three times every game right yeah. what what was it was it i was afraid it was his hip again um the one we're talking about where he took the three right after sort of having to scrape himself off <laughs> off the ground was there did, was there any report on, on what that specifically was
0: no i got nothing from the locker room in terms of what was bothering him so i'm sure again he gets like i said it's injuries is always a concern of him he gets you know, he sacrifices his body a ton. Um, so you always worry about that. But I will say, as far as encouraging performance for him, and, you know, him taking 11 shots in this game, I think is perfect. That's, like, where you want him. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in a game with no Kemba. Exactly. Yep. It's, like, good. And then at the end of the game, he got that rebound. He made sure the ball got to Tatum for that last shot before the offensive foul call, which I think is big. Because a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember this, when they lost they had a chance to win at the buzzer but he had the same situation couldn't get the ball to Kyrie and just put the shot up himself um and I actually wrote a calm on that being like smart can't be taking these shots anymore like this you know you need to have better awareness maybe he read that calm. maybe he read he's, the calm. I don't know post
1: it. he's got to post it up on his on his bathroom mirror
0: exactly but that was a situation where it I was encouraging for me to see him in terms of what how his game has matured and him being, like, a pass-first guy in that kind of situation.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I totally forgot about that. But now that, that I remember when he did get the ball, when he was starting that break, you know, he, it's split-second thoughts that are going through everyone's mind in that moment. Sure. But I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, he's going to shoot this ball. Right. But, I mean, but, like, kind of, you know, maybe that's that's part of that's, that's No, part you, mean, of you need to have
0: that confidence, but just, like, use it well. Like, pick your spots.
1: Right. Um, so you finally mentioned Jason Tatum.
0: He was okay. He had a he, – he,
1: he might – carve out a career for himself <laughs> in this league but man like and it and in one way it's like the way he's playing okay getting to we, we've talked about this all season we've talked about this like maybe two seasons now about him not being able to get to the foul line and he, he he had 15 attempts 13 of 15 from the line I mean that's how you go from 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 the high 20s to to creeping up on 40 um but obviously he's taking it to the hoop a little bit more but some of the shots, He's just hitting shots that he was missing at the beginning of the year. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, like there are subtle differences in sort of his, his mindset, I think. But I think in a lot of ways, like he's playing this a similar game except those four of 17s are now 12 for 20.
0: He's just in a lot more control now. I actually talked to him about it a little bit um, in an interview a couple weeks ago just in terms of like what's changed for him at the rim. And he he thought he was just going too fast and was kind of out of control and it seemed like again especially like you said in this game you know you're going up against big guys down there you got to finish through Dwight Howard, LeBron, Anthony Davis, McGee and he took the contact and he got through it or he just got the shot up before they could you know really deter him too much that one um,
1: that one against Dwight where he like lost control on the way up and almost like volleyball tapped it like yeah. off, like <laughs> if it made it look like it was it was just like a you know
0: an easy layup exactly so like again we've it's only one game but like we've kind of seen this for a month now like this is yeah that's not game. he did game. against the clippers like this is a this is a a full month of all nba play um from him and and
1: defensively that 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 steal uh, that uh, the one that that resulted in i think the jump ball where the guys yeah. were marcus and, and anthony davis but he hit anthony davis one-on-one on the post almost goaded him into spinning baseline and knew exactly what it was uh, and this is this is Tommy Heinsohn taking over my body right now, but it, it reminded me a little bit of like the way Jordan used to steal the ball from bigger guys. Just 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 knowing exactly where it's going to be, having having your hand ready, and almost starting his swipe before the ball was even there.
0: Yeah, he read it. He read it very well, and he's been really a smart defender all year long. It seems like, and that's when he's engaged, which has been pretty much every game recently. So when you're getting that kind of two way play and again, the one thing, the one, I mean, this isn't really weakness, but like it, you know, when you're th- seeing the double teams, like he did, he made the right play. Sometimes the, the right pass. Sometimes he like, it took a little too long for him to make that pass. I would say, which again, just comes with experience. I would think in terms of seeing those come at you and being able to read it, which, you know, it was his third year. He's 21 it, That stuff. is going to come with time, but on the other hand, when Kemba Walker's out on the floor for you, that becomes a lot easier if a team's going to sure. throw a double teams there because that's a that's a quick outlet and that's a guy who knows how to get to the rim or create a shot for someone else quickly too. So um, yeah, that's going
1: to be really important. Just the, just the fact that he saw that last night, you right. know, and, and and it's crazy to think that he's going to see, especially when when it's on the road, a national TV, LeBron, and I'm not sure who else was maybe Danny Green was running at him a little bit, but like yeah, and and now and now there's there's. Something for him. To, there's film for him to study. There is a blueprint for the Celtics now to put into practice. I'm sure they're going to start because this is what the Celtics are going to see when it, when it when it matters most. You know, when it comes yeah. to the games in the playoffs, when you need Jason Tatum to be that guy. When he starts to be that guy, you know, this is what teams
0: are going to go to. Uh, Who would you I, say is a tougher postseason defense, like the Lakers or the Bucks? Hmm. Because I might go with the Lakers to be honest. Like with. Because the Lake, I mean, the bucks have a number one D, but the the Southerners probably should be able to be play Brooke Lopez off the floor in these type of situations if so Tatum's going to play like that. And, you know, if you're relying on, you know, Giannis is good, Milton's solid, but there's no one else there that's kind of going to really scare you too much.
1: Yeah. No, I, I guess maybe, I guess I'd maybe go with the Lakers. Um, I have to think about that a little bit more. But, like, more, I, I just think about the Tatum. I, just even his. His mind his personality has almost changed. All of a sudden he's got enormous tattoos around like across his back. Like he's talking shit to fans. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he something has gotten into him and I don't think it's going away. Not you know, yeah. he's he's gonna he's still gonna have bad games. I mean, he's gonna have bad games for the rest of his career. But I just it, it just seems like some switch went off where he has just become a monster. You now he was no talking quite. shit to Rondo a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, I think there was a clip of him saying thirty-five.
1: Yeah, to the that was the, one of the one of the fans. But yeah. and, he, and just the way he did it, he, there was the confidence. It was it was just like he wasn't, you know what I mean. It wasn't like oh, like he was getting like a little bit nervous about uh, about it, or like or he was looking uncomfortable because he's su- he's such a soft-spoken guy for the most part. He was a guy that did seem like somewhat, you know, not always willing or just or, or even able when you're a certain age to to carry himself in that way. But like the like the smirk on his face, everything about him would just just like look like superstar.
0: He knows. I mean, he yeah, probably <laughs> just like it's just he's taking this all in. He just played his first All Star game. Clearly, it's just getting more and more comfortable with the system and the team yeah. is. You know, not that they didn't believe in him before, but I think they're just even deferring to him more and more now. Being like, all right, like he's got it going. Like we're gonna we're embracing this. And I did. I mean, one thing I noticed too. Again, the. I mean, comparing last year to this year, we've done it a thousand times, but, like, how people, the guys on the floor are just, like, genuinely excited for each other, even more so now. Like, and not just in terms of, like, big nights like this for Tatum, but even when, like, Hayward made that pass to Jalen Brown for the corner three in the last two minutes to get, to put the Celtics up, like, they were kind of going nuts after that play, and, just that, that trio that we've talked about, we're not sure if they could have meshed. Like, they're they're meshing really well now, and they have all three have big games together, or Tatum will have a big game like this and gets the ball more until forces double teams. And so when you just think about the long-term now, with this grouping, like, this is, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, this is, might be it for Hayward here with this group. I'm like, well, this might be the, the core going forward. Like, this might be what they can build around.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good core. Those four guys. Um, real quick, let me get this in. Uh, I want to tell you, B Rob, that sports is in the spotlight once again. Uh, as the NBA season is heating up, uh, college basketball has to drive on to March Madness. You can find all the odds and information with our exclusive sportsbook partner, Bet Online. For more than 20 years now, Bet Online has been providing customers with the first two market odds and giving you the ability to bet anytime, anywhere. So head over to betonline.ag, use our promo code, that's CLNS50. To receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit and have a little fun with some betting action today—that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, yeah, and, and you talk about you know everyone meshing at the same time, and obviously I don't think we count Gordon, you know, last night or yesterday as sort of no. meshing, but you know you remember that Kemba's not there too, which does open up a little bit of room. Uh, let's talk about our least favorite player on the Celtics because we haven't mentioned him yet. Uh, I thought that was, I thought yesterday was a game <laughs> where Jalen Brown. You know, it's funny. Like he didn't. You wouldn't think he had a great game, but he had twenty points, six rebounds, right, three steals. Um, that he had was a great a, defensive game. Great defensive game. You know, right off the bat, I think he picked. He had Anthony Davis a, a, a few times. Um, you know, that that was a game where he seemed to be the first. The and somehow like second banana like can be taken as like an insult in the NBA, but and especially because he he mentioned after the game that's, that Tatum has now become a superstar. Yeah. Uh, but he just the way he carried himself I thought that he was he just he seems ready to assume that role because there's no fault in it, right? There's no fault in being the potentially the second best player on an NBA team. Um but it was a sort of situation where he's 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 ready and willing to let Tatum take over. But then, when the, the team needs to be picked up, or Tatum needs a rest, or if or if they're they're double teaming him, or whatever it is, like he 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 is now ready to to step in and and, and chip in in those times. Like he's ready to take over for in
0: little spurts. Yes, and again, the he's kind of the ability I feel like to make big shots late in games throughout his whole career, mm-hmm. um, which is again we saw one, and that's just huge to have in a, a guy who's going to eventually be your you know, your second or third best option, but a, an explosive one at that. And, I mean, like we talked about with Tatum, I think the lesson for Jalen Brown from this game is, again, when those double teams came, you know, like Tatum, I think he was slow to react in terms of making the Lakers pay for them. Right. Which was a, whether, you know, whether it was him settling for a three contested or, you know, just not really going to the hoop late or, making the extra pass that's needed. And that's the biggest thing clearly that, you know, him and, and Tatum have to work on going forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, the bigger thing is, was the defense in this game on both against LeBron and AD going back and forth, making LeBron really work for everything. Um, because that's what this, this are going to see so many tough bigs in the playoffs with him at the floor, presumably like if he can stay solid, stay out of foul trouble, um, it's going to be huge for this team in terms of navigating those waters with a, a shallow bench.
1: Yeah, and then just 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 looking big picture. I mean, it, it's it's wild the Celtics, you know, destroyed the Lakers obviously. Um I mean, Anthony Davis was was barely Anthony Davis for that game in Boston. Yeah. But then but then yesterday, you know, you got a game no no Kemba Walker uh, as we opened with a, a lot of of calls that that went the Lakers way down the stretch and you still just barely pulled it out you know yeah. like I, like and and maybe there's a question of whether lebron is somewhat conserving himself for for the playoffs you know again you look you look at his his stat line and what was it 20 uh, 29 8 and 9 but he he he, he didn't really ever feel dominant no. in that game he never really, did. he never really took over. He Didn't over. take over, right? Yeah, he was. You know, it, it, it what's wild too is you look. LeBron was he? He was minus one. Anthony Davis was minus three. It was the it was the bench. Of yeah. Kuzma's plus seventeen. Roger. Rondo plus fifteen. Five steals. Five steals. Five steals. Yeah. How many on Brad Wanamaker? Probably. Wanamaker had yeah. three turnovers, so let's say <laughs> three. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, the, but but you just it's hard, and I mentioned this quick briefly like sort of in the intro but like you got to think this and, you know then you take what happened against the Clippers at home before the all-star break and you got to think that if the Celtics can get out of the East, right and maybe that's you know more than half the problem but like they can win a, a, an NBA final series against the
0: best of the West I mean it's going to be a slugfest if it's the Lakers or the Clippers and the Celtics are involved um, just based on how those games have gone this year and the Celtics barring the game against the Lakers I don't think I've been at full strength for any of those games um so that is an encouraging fact uh and let's let's spend a second on Kemba Walker here since I know we touched on him last week uh before the announcement was made that he was going to be out on with the the knee injection and knee drainage situation here Brad Stevens um uh, telling reporters Sunday that it's not a long-term thing. But, I mean, if it's something that's lasted all year, I mean, it's kind of – this is a long-term thing. Like, I, I know that they're trying to, to, to like, defend him, understandably so, after the, the bad Pierre look of him playing the All-Star game and then missing games. But, that's I mean, they should – Sorry, go ahead. They should sit him out longer now. Like, I mean, especially when Tam's playing like this, like, give him all the time he needs right now because – you know don't try to rush him back and then have to like sit him down again because you're you're you know maybe just making something worse that's clearly even bothering him all year
1: yeah and and, you know and i do i do have faith in the celtics ability to do that you know i mean i don't i don't think that that i mean it could be a matter of, of the trouble of telling Kemba he's not going to play. I imagine right. he wants to get out there and and play. But yeah, he loses I mean,
0: that credibility now after the All Star game situation. It's like, all right, Kemba, like we're not listening to you anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's just, it's crazy that him. You know, he's he's out for a little bit. Ben Simmons is is out after right. after playing yeah. in the All Star game. Um, but hold on, I was just going to bring up the schedule. I mean, I would, I, mean, I wouldn't have any problem. I don't think I don't anyone who actually cares about the Celtics long term prospects for the season. I don't know how you can say that you'd be upset if Kemba
0: skipped the rest of this road trip for sure I mean I ex- I would expect him I mean best case he's only playing one of the next two games uh, you can definitely beat Portland without him and then yeah maybe you if he feels good for Utah maybe you roam out then but with two more off days after that like and then some more rest I mean you know this is again the Raptors are two and a half up so you gotta be you're clearly watching that um, but it's also a situation where you're, and this is where again the the lack of you know having an extra body in the bench that can score helps here when you have to kind of guard against this because I mean Hayward played 40 minutes, Brown played 39 minutes, like the stars are having to play a ton, and these saying they're playing great, but they are playing more than you'd want them to play for regular season games yeah. re- lately.
1: And I'm I'm looking right now at, at, at the March schedule, and it's pretty damn easy yeah there are two there are two bucks games you know um but starting starting on march 13th and we're looking looking a little bit ahead right now but there's a stretch it's washington chicago knicks there's a raptors in the middle there then nets wizards grizzlies trailblazers t-wolves that may sit him sit him those two weeks (laughs) i mean that's uh that's a that's a that's a little break before the playoffs you know what i mean that's a and that, maybe that's a time I don't know if they're looking ahead to that and saying, "Hey, we'll probably be able to give you some time off then as well," you know. And mm-hmm. if it's and if it's sort of thing where, where if you're not going to make an injury worse by playing on it, you know what I mean? Like it, it maybe it's not going to heal as fast, but it's not going to, you know, potentially tear anything um, by playing on it. Maybe if he wants to just get it in one of these games at Utah, or maybe you know Saturday. The, the Rockets are coming to the Garden. That's obviously a big one, and I think the Celtics will obviously want to. You know, not that it really matters whether they get uh, payback for what happened in Houston, but I'm sure they might like to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly concerning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, for a guy, like you said, he's not Kemba's not used to playing into May and in June. Right. You know, he, he's he's known for for his uh, durability, and it, but you know that was just busting his ass for for 82 games and then taking a long summer off uh and maybe this is part of it too it could be some of it could have be, could be strategic like you say it could just be load load management because it seems like all the injuries this year regardless of who it's been seems to take a little bit longer than uh than right. first projected you know right. flu like, that last two weeks or, or whatever it is um yeah but i don't know it's it, it's it's certainly concerning
0: what do you yeah, think it, like like
1: and so and what has Kem- what has Kemba said about it? Has he really spoken about it? So yeah, him? he I
0: mean he's he talked about it I think before the Wolves game and was you know felt bad about it happening with the All Star game obviously but you know sit down played he's already feeling better you know all the stuff you'd expect Kemba to say because he's he's Kemba. gonna be positive he's Kemba and he's gonna he's a super positive guy but he didn't look great in the five games back after the initial rest like I think he didn't shoot above forty percent in any of those games. Um. so not that he was not useful on the floor you're always gonna you know the gravity he brings whenever he plays is clearly important uh, even if he's not at 100 percent. but it's it's such a that this team is just so shallow after their top i'll say top seven because i'm gonna include you know like tyson that um that it's you you wonder how much you can you get by without him, and clearly that any, t- any championship hopes go out the window if he's, you know, not at full strength in the playoffs, I feel like. So, um, it's tough. And I I mean, does this change anything in terms of how you approach, you know, we got the buyout deadline kind of coming this week. We'll no, see if many just... more names come to the fold here, but are you, is how things have kind of changed or change your mindset at all with that?
1: yeah I, I i was actually just just kind of looking about looking at that and thinking about that and and i think so i mean especially and we don't want to overreact i mean brad wanamaker's had a very solid year you know what i mean he's been a he's been a yeah. big part of this team's bench um and 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 it's like i'm thinking like trey burke like i don't know any of these guys that can maybe mm-hmm. like br- bring up the ball like are you still like are you going to play trey burke you know 15 minutes in a playoff game like probably not um but he's still out there what's up?
0: I forgot Burke's still out there.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it seems like they might need a ball handler, <laughs> or you don't need like you, you could use for because especially for a lot of those games in in March, right, where where you could probably get by playing playing a guy like Burke that that made minutes. You could probably get by playing Watermaker those minutes uh, against most of those teams. But you know, coming off off that performance and seeing like what can happen when, when he gets pressured the way that that he was, uh, yeah, I, I would not mind. Seeing a uh, a ball handler make his way onto the roster.
0: Who al- who else is out there besides Burke? Is there uh... as far as point guards right now? I mean, you obviously like Evan Turner can handle the ball. Um, I'm sure Brad Stevens would hop at that opportunity, but you know, I think. I mean, we'll see. Neither of those. Guys, I mean, probably Trey Burke probably has more left in the tank right now than E.T. Even though E.T. has the familiarity of the system. Um I do Frazier? wonder though. Yeah, Tim Frazier is out there. That's another name who's played for the Red Claws for a few years, has been in camp with the Celtics. Um, and then I still wonder, like, I mean, we have a few days here before the deadline. I, I wonder if any, like, Detroit has lost six straight games. I wonder if any of the – they have a bunch of guys on expiring contracts that could, I would think, might want to get cut loose. I don't know. So it, at this point, the- it's too tough to tell. Any
1: interest in Matthew Delva No. Okay. Uh,
0: like I'll <laughs> go if want to make over Delva Um but yeah, there's there's enough names, and who knows? I, I feel like if the Celtics do add someone, it'll be like someone in the G League or someone overseas that no one's heard of or something like that. Swing, like right? Like yeah, because exactly. the, they obviously they cast a very wide net here and they're scouting guys all over the place. But um, yeah, I do think as a total like with the idea of like wanting to win games in the regular season without having to lean too much on the starters. So not even for the playoffs, just a guy you can throw out for 10 or 15 minutes and help beat a bad team. Um, you could clearly use a, another shooter slash ball handler for that. I feel like.
1: Sure. But all things, all all things told, that was a, uh, I'll say impressive performance against the Lakers. It was obviously a fantastic game, but, um, you don't feel you don't feel worse about about the what this what this team is possible was uh, capable of after that loss you know you're only inspired more uh the tatum thing is just it's just astounding to watch and there are only so many ways we can say it. and especially when we've like it's like one of those things like we we've been expecting it for so long right and it really just happened like it's a snap snap of fingers like you know it's been building and then just one day he was the guy that, that we were been expecting him to become for the last three years um, and now this is kind of just our reality and I don't know at what point it will become you know just just where we won't be you know leading talking about it where it won't be the headline where it's just Jason Tatum being Jason Tatum but for now it's just uh, it's, it's a marvel
0: it is and it means a lot for the present in terms of where this team could conceivably go, but to have him doing this while he's still on his rookie contract, um, I think even makes a sense of urgency for next year that much bigger, or not that you go win now then, but it's like you can clearly afford a better supporting cast than ever from a financial standpoint when Tatum's only making $9 million or whatever from last year. So it, it may lead the seas to push their chips to little the middle a little bit more for next season um, to kind of not that like it's an all or nothing proposition, but just to to really put mm-hmm. you know you, some eggs in the basket um, in terms of spending um, before that extension kicks in, and then you're eliminated even more.
1: Yeah, and the and the big conversation about any about any championship window is do you have a guy who is or can be the best player on a championship team? And I think that I think we we've thought for a while that Tatum had that in him. But I think we can say that now. I think that 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 he is that guy. And and you talk about the difference between uh, Jalen and Jalen and Jason, right? I think that's where you draw the line. Jalen right. is is not the will not be the best player on a championship team. No. Uh, Jason Tatum will be potentially is already there. Right. Um, and then once that once that's in place, like you said, then you can then you start making the moves. Then the window is officially open. You start you start maybe making some sacrifices you maybe start you know sacrificing a little bit of the future for the now um, if it means getting a better chance of of, of getting that ring in, in the window and uh, if, if we're not if, if the Celtics are not there right now like you said next th- this summer uh, it begins
0: and they still have they also have one of the best deals in the NBA for next season do you know what that is one of the best deals in the NBA for next season that's not Tatum it's not
1: Tatum uh vincent
0: close daniel tice making five million dollars
1: we we, we didn't mention for, daniel tice did we? we haven't
0: i know we didn't mention him and i think we should end the podcast on that because he deserves 16 and 9 uh Hit and threes. Field, hitting ten threes threes holding up okay against ad um yeah just another great performance room and still getting very little respect from the referees but uh on his way to fouling out but him fouling out in only 31 minutes like that's actually probably a good performance for him based off his usual foul rate.
1: Yeah, and you talk about not getting respect yet from the referees. I did appreciate the respect that he earned from uh, from Mark Jackson and, and Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, mm-hmm. He is getting some national attention, you know, well-deserved. Uh, but he just he just brings it. And I was talking with, with someone over, over the weekend. Um, who's a better rebounder right now, uh, Daniel Tice or Al Horford?
0: Oh, Tice for sure.
1: Who's a better defender right now?
0: Who's a better shot blocker right now? probably all around it's it depends on the matchup but probably tice for a regular, for regular, for a random regular season game probably tice we'll see about the postseason
1: yeah but i mean he, he it's it's unbelievable and what's what what are, what are his numbers right now he's uh he's almost up to 10 points a game six and a half rebounds more than a block a night and only and still only playing twenty. I mean, his 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 minutes have obviously increased pretty uh, drastically as the season's gone on, but still only averaging twenty three minutes a game. Um, shoots, you know, seventy five percent from the from the foul line, seventy four percent from the foul line. Uh, he 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 is, and, and again, you don't you just don't need to worry about him on offense. You don't. He's the guy who's never going to demand the ball in terms of like uh, chemistry, in terms of ego. He is a dude that just. Goes out and does what he needs to do, and I think they were saying on the broadcast how he won three titles in Germany, mm-hmm. um, and was not sort of the star. It was it was not the leading scorer. You know, he was he was a guy that was doing making winning plays. Uh, you know, for for this podcast, we maybe we can <laughs> just just give a little name drop, but um, still only twenty seven years
0: old. Yeah, again in his prime, one of the best gets this front office has, you know, done throughout you know. Their tenure I know Austin Ainge did a ton of work on him, uh, scouting with their overseas scouts and they brought him in for two year men and then brought him back for two years, ten million, which was like, okay, like, you know, with a team option, like you know, we're gonna give you something and hopefully but I don't think they expected this. Um and now he is their preeminent starting center for I think the foreseeable future, unless he gets too good and gets priced out during his next contract. But for now, you got him for dirt cheap for one more year, and uh, you know you can compliment him with whoever Rob Williams or Cantor, whoever's around next season, and then spend elsewhere. And I think I
1: think the three point shot's only going to improve. You know, he 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 flashed it at at times. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe his first year. I mean, he looks very capable. I mean, like I said, he's 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 actually like a. He's a shooter, and I think once yeah, as his confidence improves, as he gets continues to get in this rhythm with more playing time, like he could become like a, a real threat from out
0: there. And you just don't find the guys in the NBA who, like you said, can shoot, can, uh, you know, move around on defense very well for a, a stretch big, and also just set some great screens around the basket obviously tatum owes half his points this year to him in the pain i feel like <laughs> uh, that, for that sealing move. off guys that, it's that, just so <laughs> deadly now and uh again to have, be able to have a guy that can do that and also move around so well on defense it's hard to find someone who, who can check both those boxes and that's that's huge
1: and for that price
0: for that price i mean that's again one of the best contracts in the league um next season for the production you're getting um all right. All right, well, that's it. Um, so we'll be back. Maybe later. We'll see what happens on this West Coast coast trip. Uh, and but we'll be back later this week or uh, early next week to if, see if, ta- uh, if Tatum this...
1: drops sixty in Portland. Maybe we'll we'll get back. Yeah, together. we'll see. There you go. There it is. Um, I'm putting, it on, I'm putting <laughs> it on the table, Tatum. <laughs> sixty, and we'll uh, get to listen to another Winning Plays podcast this week. There you go.
0: We'll see how Mike's recovering from his whistles in the last two minutes of last night yeah we'll, we need to talk to him about that that was that was yeah, pathetic yeah it was just really dragging things on uh in the meantime uh give us uh a, a follow at winning Plays pod any feedback on there um at rich underscore levine at brian t rob also leave uh we've been getting some reviews on itunes is that so right we appreciate yeah Ooh. some new reviews there so again if you can get a uh, take 10 seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a quick review as well that's a big help um and then hopefully we'll increase the output of these pods as the the season gets tighter here but uh fun fun weekend for the season we'll see if they can uh get back on track here at west next week or this week